Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. Hey, um, so seven years ago, EJ and I uh, started dating. And, you know, when you start dating somebody, you like what they like. And so he liked hunting. So uh, I remember him just talking about it and just going on about it. And so I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. And so uh, I ended up getting my hunting hunter's education or going to that class and getting my card and getting camo practicing my shooting and and just letting you know until I started dating EJ all I knew about hunting was that our school gave a hunting uh, day off for everybody so we just got a day off and those that hunted went and hunted and I mean those that didn't we just didn't have a good I mean a day of school I remember that I don't know if they do it now I don't know, yeah, but they used to do that, and I remember uh, just, yes, we get to miss school, but I mean, all of those other hunters just went to go hunt, but anyways, um, so I remember getting this text message from EJ saying, hey, uh, you want to go hunt? Okay, sure, so I get there, we go up on on the stand, and I just remember sitting there thinking, man, this is like forever, it's just when is the deer going to be here? Like, I just thought that they were just going to start running across and I can just start shooting. But no, I just had a way, wide away. And then I remember EJ just nudging me like this saying, hey, do you see it? I'm like, what, what? And I see it. It's a doe. It's just right there. And he's like, all right, get ready. So I start getting ready. I try to look through that scope and I'm like, I don't see it. And he's just like, it's right there. But if I didn't look through that scope, I could see it right there. But when I looked through that scope, I couldn't see it. And he just, I can sense his frustration already. And he's like, it's right there. It's right there. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And he literally leans over and just goes, open your eye. And I'm like, okay. And I finally, finally see that deer and I shoot it. And we go down, we look for it, and I was kind of sad. Um, I actually have a picture of it. I don't know if... And my first deer ever killing there. <laughs> but I haven't killed a deer since then. That was like seven years ago. So just letting you know that hunting is like... I mean, I like it, but I'm not going to just go out there like EJ does. I mean, EJ went to Missouri to go hunt. So anyway, so... I'm telling you this story because it reminded me of a story in John. So if everybody can go to John chapter 9, we're going to read verses 1 through 12. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. All right. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Verse 3. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Verse 4, as long as it, it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Verse 6, after, after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with his saliva and put it on the man's eye. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. The word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had 
uh, formerly seen him begging, begging, asked him, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Verse nine, some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. Verse 10, how then were your eyes open? They asked. Verse 11, he replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to the asylum and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Verse 12, where is this man? They asked. I don't know, he said. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for uh, the veterans and for just everybody that is here, Lord. I pray for this word. I pray that you help us understand it. And I hope that, and I pray that these these people and me included, that we will just open up our hearts and open up our minds to your word. In your name we pray. And everybody said? All right. So then chapters 13 and, and through 34 go, they go on until, it goes on and tells us that this man, um, the, the people that asked him, hey, where is this man? Um, they took him to these uh, Pharisees. Well, they took him to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees are just like asking him, who did this? What, uh, where is he? How did it happen? And the man just says, he just put some mud in my eyes. I went to wash, and I could see. But they didn't believe him. They were just like asking and asking and asking. And uh, then they go and find the parents. Well, back in this day, if anybody that believed in Jesus said that, hey, this is Jesus Christ, then they would be kicked out of the synagogue and they wouldn't be part of them anymore. And so nobody really wanted to say that out loud. So they go back and find the parents and they're like, hey, how did this happen? Didn't you just say that your son was born blind? And they're like, um, don't ask us. Go ask him. He's of age. He's able to tell you if he, if whatever happened to him happened. Like, just go ask him. So they go back and they ask him, um, what happened? Who did this? And he tells them, I already told you, you didn't listen. And, and they're just like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Who, who is this? And he tells them, it's the prophet, Jesus Christ. It was him who did it. And then he just simply flat out asked them, do you want to be, do you guys want to be their, his disciples too? And they get so mad and they just throw him out. And then Jesus finds out, he comes and he, he finds this man and the man go, uh, he tells this man, hey, or he asked him, hey, do you believe in, in Jesus? And he goes, well, I, I need to see him. Can you show him, show me who this is, who he is? And then Jesus says, you're looking at him. And then he goes, yes, I believe. And he worshiped him. And so I tell you, I'm telling you this story because there's three type of blind people in these, in this story. And the first ones are the Pharisees. The Pharisees were so blinded by this thing called religion that they couldn't see what happened to this man was a good thing. See, a lot of times I believe that we're blinded by that same thing, by the same thing that is called religion. And we start judging those who sin differently than us. And we're like, oh, I can't believe that he sinned or she sinned that like that. And she's still going to church. He's still at church. I, I can't believe that. But yet we're over here sinning because we're talking about them. Like, and we start just judging and judging and judging. And I don't say this because I've seen it and I've been guilty of this too. We start just judging and like start thinking about ways of make, bringing them down. And so... Uh, when we do this, we get blinded by this thing called religion, and then we don't believe that the change that God is doing them in them is actually 
true. So we, we see that our husband, our wives are changing, but we remember, oh, he did this one day. He, he can't be changing. He's going to do it again. Or our wives or whoever, the person that you trust the most, you, we, we get blinded by religion and we get um, like side, I don't know, like just, we just have this thing in front of us and we can't see the change in them. And um, so we're blinded by religion, religion and we start judging them and we, we just believe that they can't change. Um, and it shouldn't be that way. We, uh, we all should just, just open our eyes and, and open our eyes to just Jesus. Close our eyes to religion and open our eyes to Jesus. And so when we do that, we're actually able to see that our husbands, our wives, our friends, our best friends, whoever it is, we are able to see that they're able to change. And when we see that, we're able to change ourselves also. And so the second type of people that I want you, us to see are the blind people that I want us to look at are the disciples. In verses 2 and 3, uh, the disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And then Jesus goes on and says, uh, he tells them, you're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cost effect here. Look instead for what God can do. And so the disciples were blinded by this thing called blame. And they, they want to blame the parent. They want to blame um, the man for being blind. But, I mean, now to, today in this world, like when that happens, we don't just say like the parents did it or whatever. But anyways, so they want to blame the parent. They want to blame the man for being born blind. And, and that's what we do when we are unhappy or we don't have something going our way. We are so unhappy. We're so just frustrated that we try to find something or someone to blame for our unhappiness. And when we do that, um, when we are unhappy, we're just mad at the world and we start just blaming, blaming, blaming. And we're not able to just be happy and be content with what we have. We just are mad. Like if you go to work and you just know that there's that one person that's just not going to, I'm just not going to have a day, a good day because of that one person. But instead of doing that, instead of just blaming that one person, we should just stop doing that and find an opportunity to show grace. So I just, I know, I, I have faced this at work. I have faced this at, I mean, I used to face this at school and I used to face this with my, with my family members. I would go there just knowing I'm not going to have a good day. I'm not going to, something's going to be just bad. And we start blaming them for our unhappiness. And so this is exactly what the disciples did. And, and then Jesus goes on and says, you know, you're, you're looking for someone to blame. And instead, you need to look for what God can do. And so, uh, I don't know if they, okay. All right, and so um, I say that, and, um, and I say that because I just wanted to say, listen, when we find, when we look for something, we find it. For example, when we're looking for a fight, when we're looking for a fight, we're going to find it. You can go home and say, oh, I'm going to, I'm so mad at my husband, I'm just going to find something to get mad at him for. 
or you go to to school or work or wherever. I'm just gonna find someone to blame this on because that is not what I mean. It's not my fault. Blah blah blah. And so you just find it. And um, and in Luke chapter chapter eleven verse nine, it tells us. And Jesus says, so I say to you, ask and you will be get, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it and all be open to you. And so when we uh, when we find when we actually find that happiness, when we stop blaming others, when we stop um, saying that this person is is because of this person, when we stop doing that, we reveal God to others and we are able to just put aside blame and we're able to show grace. They might not deserve it. They might not actually, you know, need it or whatever. But when we're able to do that, we reveal God, not just to them, but to the people around us. And so we, um, we go to the third person that I want you to see that was blind was the blind man. Um, the blind man didn't have a choice in being blind. He was just born like that. He was, I mean, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't help it. He was just born that way. And um, when Jesus put the clay in his, in his eyes, he told him, hey, go wash it. And at that moment, at that moment, whenever Jesus said, go wash it, he, was, he had to decide, am I going to obey him or am I just going to turn away from him? And he ended up in verse chapter uh, Nine or in John chapter nine, it tells us that he did, and that he was able to see after that. And because this man obeyed Jesus, because he he went to this place and washed his face, he was able to see. He was able to um, to see, and and because of he because he obeyed, because he went, his faith revealed through that. He. Uh, let me see. Hold on. He was able to to obey, or he ha- he was able to have faith, and he ob- his obedience changed his life. And because he could e- easily just said, "Hey, no, I'm not gonna go. Why? Why do I need to go? Like, who are you? I'm just not gonna listen to you." And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we're just like, "No, like we're just not gonna do it." But you clearly feel that. Okay, I, I probably need to, but we ended up just not doing it. But this man, he obeyed. He went, and because of his faith and because of his obedience, it changed his life. Um, and let's see, listen. Uh, so because he did that, he was able to change, and 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 just because of that, because he obeyed, he changed. And I just want to let you know. He can change your life too. God can change your life. He can change the people around you too. So, let's see where it is. All right. So, his faith and his obedience changed his life forever. All right. So, when we come to Jesus, we don't have to leave the same. So, he went, he was able to see, and he left different. He left, and he was able to see. And when we do that, when we're where we have this phase when we do what God is doing, he changes us completely and we're not the same. I don't know if, I mean, if we, if I did a poll right now and I said, are you the same you were five years ago? Would you say yes or would you say no? I would say I'm not the same. 
And I have seen it in my family. I have seen it in some of my friends. They're not the same because they were able to have that faith and they were able to obey Jesus. They were able to just just follow him and open up their eyes to him. See, when I was in that blind, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see that deer. I couldn't just find it in that scope until EJ just said, open your eyes. As soon as I opened my eyes, I was able to see that target, see where I needed to shoot it. I was able to see that deer, and, and it took me a while, and it took me a while to just realize, okay, I need to literally open my eyes to see it. And when I did, I was able to shoot it, shoot it and I was able to find it. And just the same way, and I know this is a weird analogy, I guess, or whatever, but it's just the same way with, with God. He see, he's right in front of us. He's right in front of us. He's wanting to show us his love. He wants, us to show, he wants to show us that because of him, our life can be different. We just have to open our eyes, open our mindset, open our hearts to that. And so when we, uh, when the, the change the that God creates in us will point others to him. So when we do that, when we just, open up to God and we're able to let him do that through us, we're able to just show everybody else that he is changing us and we're able to create uh, or we're able to show that and they're able to change as well. Your husband, your wife, they're changing. That may be able to help you change as well. And so um, we simply, yeah, the, the change that God creates in us will point others to him. And so, everybody just cl- close your eyes real quick. Bow your heads real quick. So, right now, there may be someone, some of you, who haven't completely opened your eyes to see the real love of Jesus. Some of you may be blinded by religion, and some of you may be blinded by, by blaming someone. Some of you just just are not letting, letting God open your eyes completely so that you can see him. And I just want to tell you something. Jesus is right in front of you. He's right here in front of you. He's right here in front of me. He's right here in front of us. And he's just waiting and, and just waiting for us to decide if we're going to obey him and have faith in him. See, he loves you and he wants to help you not be blind anymore. This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.thurmanmodelchurch.com.